From experience, I can tell you working the night shift is not very much fun. When I was younger, being up all night sounded like a lot of fun, but all the people I ran into and all the creepy events that would happen definitely changed my mind on that. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today, I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true night shift horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Now, without further ado, let's get in to these creepy and allegedly true night shift horror stories that'll creep you out tonight. Hi, I'm a long-time listener to The Swamp. My name is David, and I do security at a mall in eastern Idaho. Now, I've been told it is haunted, and I will say I've experienced my fair share of paranormal things in my life. I have had several just at this mall, and I wanted to share one for now, and maybe more in the future. A little background on me. I have done overnight security for over 13 years, and I've seen some of the worst in people. I've also done martial arts for about 29 years, so I'm not scared of much, and I have a deep set of faith. I am a Christian, and have the gift of discernment and empathy. I can also feel and see the spirits around me. Enough about me now. I was on patrol outside of my mall one night. I work grave shift, like I said. I saw I needed to refill my water bottle and stay hydrated. As I pulled up to the mall doors near our security office, I noticed the shape of a figure inside, about as tall as a young teenager would be. I hurried inside, thinking, great, someone got in or hid, and I did not see them. After entering, I listened and quickly dropped off my water bottle in my office and relocked the door. I went into the mall silent, listening to the dark and waiting to see or hear anything to indicate the presence of a person. I searched the mall. I occasionally would hear footsteps here and there, and sometimes some laughter. I looked and in no place were anyone hiding. No teens, no doors opening, and no alarms going off. After clearing the mall and getting more water, I went back to my security vehicle. I did not see anything until I sat in the driver's seat and looked out my rearview mirror. I saw what looked like a group of teens in all black, black eyes, and one smiled with a creepy look that I'm going to honestly assume was a smile. I whipped the car around to shine the light on the intruders, not more than 15 feet away, and they just were suddenly gone. There was no way they could run or hide that fast. I looked nearby and saw nothing. Morning came, and no more sightings. But at night, I could still hear the laughter at times while I'm checking the exterior doors. So I work at a grocery company that is slowly making its many name brand stores across the country. This story takes place last year, a few months after my 16th birthday. I decided to get a job because I was tired of doing nothing all day in my house, and I figured, why not earn some money? At this point in time, all I worked was the night shift, which was normally 3pm to 10pm almost every single day. I was not a cashier when this took place, I was a UT which is basically a buggy boy. Obviously, I took in the buggies all day, 
but I also cleaned the bathrooms every hour and took out all the trash every night. I also stayed an hour late to help the stalkers finish up their work so we could all get out at the same time. Anyway, one night I was working, and it was nearing the end of my shift. I was gathering up my bit of grocery carts as the store was closing. As I made a trip outside to get the carts, I noticed a man dressed in all black standing at the end of the shopping center. I was a little concerned, but I did not think much of it. As I headed back inside, though, I noticed the man got closer. I could see his face and he had no expression. I walked inside and asked my manager to come outside with me so she could stand at the door while I got the remaining buggies outside. My manager and I were awfully close, so she had no problem with it. As I walked outside, I could see the man out of the corner of my eye. As I began heading towards the buggies, the man started walking amazingly fast toward me with the most horrible smile on his face. He kept getting closer and closer until he saw my manager. The second he saw her, he instantly turned around and disappeared around the store corner. I was in shock at what just happened. I do not know what this man's intentions were, but I'm glad I got my manager to come outside with me. Unfortunately though, this is not where the story ends. After all my buggies were in, I noticed a little black carry basket. The company does not allow customers to take them outside but someone must have taken him out there. So, my manager said I had to go and get it, but the guy was probably still roaming around. So I got in my car and went to go get it, then drove back to the store. Now, it's not like the basket was super close to the store, because I would have just gone and grabbed it, but it was all the way across the parking lot. So I got the basket, gave it to my manager, and went to leave. My teenage self thought it would be a good idea to park my car in the parking lot and call one of my friends to tell her what had just happened, instead of just driving home, which was in a whole other city about 20 minutes away. I called my friend to say what happened and I noticed a figure getting close to my car. I immediately recognized it to be the man coming straight to my car with an object in hand. I hit the gas and drove out of the parking lot so fast. Nothing else happened after that. Soon, I transferred to the same store but in a different town, one that I lived in and I do not really do the night shift anymore. Not by choice, but it is because once you have worked there long enough, you start having more day shifts. Anyone who has ever worked a night shift job would tell you that it eventually gets old. I remember being excited about my first night shift job. I thought it would be so cool, like that episode of Spongebob with the hash-slinging slasher or something. It was nothing like that at all. In fact, it got plain old repetitive after a while. I am a male nurse and I had been working in a hospital nearby. It was a long commute and extremely unbearable. Once I finished my contract with the hospital, which was a year, I decided to apply for another job. One that was a little less stressful and disorganized than the hospital. I got a job at a child psychiatric unit. Working with children with mental illnesses seemed like a cool job. Maybe cool is not the right word, but meaningful. The hospital left me with this feeling of trying to save people who were going to die anyway. But with these kids, I could make a real difference that might turn their life around or find a way to help them cope with whatever is wrong with them. I was all around excited about it. The pay was even higher, which had me excited too. The only problem was that the only shift available was the night shift. 
The hiring manager told me that there would be openings on the day shift position somewhere in the next couple of months, and I would be the first one to get it if it opened up. But that was about it. So, there I was helping kids, at night. The only problem was that they were all asleep for the most part. The only time I got to do anything was when one of them woke up or started misbehaving. This very quickly became the most boring job I had ever worked in my life. About a month went by when something moderately frightening happened. It was like any other night. I was sitting at my desk, charting some stuff I had done with the kids earlier that night. I hear a noise that I did not quite recognize at first. It sounded like one of the kids were wrestling or something, but on the bed. I got a little anxious. I really did not want to go in there and walk in on some mentally handicapped kids having sex or something. Call me cynical, but that is where my mind went immediately. But when I go in there, I saw something that I do not think I can ever unsee. I turn on the light, and I saw one of the older kids trying to smother a smaller one. The kid that was doing the smothering had no previous incident of violent behavior. I do not personally know these kids too well, because I only worked at night and not during the day, but I knew their cases well enough that the kid doing the smothering had bipolar disorder. It was severe, but he had never had a violent outburst like this. It was just so unusual. I immediately pulled him off the other kid, and he started fighting me. He reached around his head and punched me in the nose at a weird angle. This kid had to be 11 or 12 years old, and I was honestly surprised at how much force he had behind his punch. He didn't break my nose or anything, but he bloodied it up. My adrenaline kicked in after that, and I was able to retain him without a problem. I called for a nurse from another unit in the building to come over and help me. It felt like it was forever waiting for this nurse, but she got over within a few minutes. The entire time I was waiting, though, I could not help but look at this kid who had nearly been murdered. When the other nurse got over, we gave him some medication that would knock him out and put him to sleep. I asked the other nurse, Carla, what I was supposed to do. She was there for a few years, and I assumed that she would have a good answer. We just did everything you can do. Violent outbursts don't get kids thrown out of here. I was a little shocked. I argued with her a little, but that was about it. I tried talking to the kid that was being smothered, and he did not have a whole lot to say about it. He said that he did not really know the other kid that well, but they never had a negative incident up until this night. This was a few years back now, and I cannot ever forget how I almost watched that kid die. If I had been just a few minutes later, he probably would be dead now. It was not long after that experience that I started looking for another job. I got one a few weeks later and did my best to explain the situation to my case manager. She did not seem to understand or care, but that is not my problem anymore. So, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago, but I decided to share it now. I am a 19-year-old female college student. I work part-time at a grocery store, and at the time of this event, I was doing the closing shift. It was 7pm to 12am. The first two hours were normal and went without any trouble. Around 9pm, the store was dead, so my manager told me to close my register and gave me a cart full of returns to put back. I was halfway done with the cart and was on my way to put back some toilet paper. Some quick information about the layout of the store. The registers are all awfully close and there are two entrances at both sides of the registers. The cleaning supplies, pet food, 
and frozen aisles are located to the far left, where there are no entrances, and you cannot see anything from the registers. It is the perfect place to take your phone and text your friends without getting caught by the managers. Anyway, the toilet paper was at the end of the aisle, and I headed there, but made a quick stop to put some body wash two aisles away before the toilet paper. I felt someone walking behind me, so I turned around and saw a tall man walking behind me. He just looked at me while I put the body wash on the shelf. I didn't think anything of it at first because I thought he was just waiting for me to move so he could get something or browse through the body wash. I quickly finished putting them back and headed to the next aisle with my cart. I did not look back, but I could feel him walking behind me. I proceeded to turn to the next aisle, finally, to put back the toilet paper, and after I did, I turned around and he was just there staring at me. I politely asked if he needed any help, and he just shook his head. No, I was just following you, because you were incredibly beautiful. Do you have a boyfriend? I was kind of creeped out, and I did not have a boyfriend, but something told me to say yes. So I said, Thank you, but I do have a boyfriend. He stopped smiling, and then asked me if my relationship was serious, and I said yes. He then just said, Well... I'll see you around. And he turned and left. I was really freaked out and asked my manager if I could take my break because I did not want to be doing returns while this guy was still in the store. So 15 minutes passed and I went back out. I looked around and thought the man had left. My manager sent me back to the register because we had a couple of lines. Around 11.30pm, I look up and see the man walking towards the registers. I try to hide and usher a woman with two fool carts to come to my lane and she does. I look up again and lock eyes with the guy. He proceeds to hurry to my line and he only had three items, so the lady with the two carts let him go in front. I greet him since it is part of my job and my manager was around. I asked him for his rewards card and I scan his things. His total was around $12. When he opened his wallet, I saw that he had a couple of 20s, 10s, and some 100s. Normally people will give me 20s, and it's the closest to his total, but he pulls out a 100 and gives it to me while winking. I give him his change and he just looks at my name tag and says, Good night, beautiful. Once I see him leave, I let out a deep breath and kept going on with my job. So, at 12, I turn my till in, say goodnight to my manager, and head out to my car. I am generally a paranoid person so I lock my doors as soon as I am inside the car. I turn it on and wait for it to warm up since it was rather cold outside. I look at my phone and out of nowhere I decided to look up. And when I do, I see the same guy jogging towards me. He was halfway through and I immediately back up and start heading out of the parking lot. He then runs back to his car and starts following me. I stop at the light right as I exit the parking lot and he gets extremely close to my car. I could not even see his headlights. I then start driving and make a wrong turn to see if he was following me. He proceeds to make the same turns as me and I am convinced that he is following me. I decide to go back to the main road and he follows. As soon as I am back on the main road, I think of what to do. I call my mom and I am on the phone with her almost crying, and then I see red and blue lights behind me. I pull to the side and see a cop car behind me. I roll down the window and the cop proceeds to tell me that I was driving without lights on. I was in such a rush to get out of the parking lot that I forgot to turn on the lights. He asked for my license and registration, 
and goes to his car to check them. I see the same guy that was following me drive past and park about 25 meters in front of me. The cop then comes back and gives me my things and just tells me to turn on my lights and be more careful. He then asks if I'm okay and I tell him that the car in front of me has been following me since I got out of work. He then tells me that he will take the license plate of the car and told me to speed up a little above the speed limit and that if the car matches my speed that he will stop him. The cop then gives me his number to call him and let him know when I arrived home. I did what he told me and the car also followed at the same speed limit. So the cop stops him and I continue driving home. I get home and quickly get inside my house and put the alarm on. I call the cop and let him know I arrived safely. He then lets me know he gave the man a ticket and that he will keep tabs on him for a while. I thank him and I have not seen the guy ever again or received any information from the police. When I was in college, I worked the night shift one summer vacation. I was 19 years old and an average looking female. I was not enthused about having to work a job over the summer, but it was the only way I was going to be able to afford tuition. Working the night shift was probably the weirdest experience of my life. It was at the McDonald's drive-thru. I still remember my first night on the job. This lady came in and was talking to someone while she was waiting for us to take her order. She sounded incredibly upset, and she was screaming at the top of her lungs. It sounded like she was directing it to somebody in the back seat. I immediately assumed that she was abusing her children. I am a psychology major, so I naturally pick up on stuff like that. She ordered three Big Macs and three large Cokes. My intuition has to be wrong. When she pulled up to pay for her meal, she was completely alone. I was honestly a little bit startled. Why would this lady be here, buying this much food, and screaming in her car if she were alone? I could not wrap my head around the situation. She was otherwise polite. She was nice as she spoke to me and paid for her food and left. She even told me to have a good night. She had been the only customer we had in a probably 45-minute time frame. And after she left, I saw some of my coworkers laughing at me. I asked him what was so funny, and he told me that this was probably my first encounter with Schizo Susan. They told me that she regularly did stuff like this and always showed up at all hours of the night to order seemingly too much food. She would always be yelling at people in her car, but there was never anyone in her car. They did not actually know her name, so they just started calling her Schizo Susan. I think that's pretty messed up though. They told me, that there were occasional nights when she was the only customer to come through the drive-thru at all. I found it extremely unnerving. I immediately started wondering what was wrong with this woman. About a week went by and she came in every night just like they said, and in between speaking to me and to order her food, she would always be yelling at someone. I could not take it anymore. I had to know what was up, so I formulated a plan. I was just going to ask her who she was speaking to. You know, Play it off like I thought she was talking to me. It was the best I could come up with without seeming abrasive. I remember it being a Friday night when I decided to finally do it. I had chickened out a couple of times, but I figured that since I do not work the weekends, I may as well try something new to end my last shift for the week. Well, that night I did it. I listened to her screaming for a few seconds, more than I normally did. You see... I can listen to what people are saying through the McDonald's speaker without them necessarily knowing that I'm listening. If I do not say anything, they would never know. 
I normally never did this because it's kind of frowned upon. I am sure there is a rule against it, but I, I listened for probably 20 or 30 seconds. I listened for long enough to know that she was yelling at someone named Darian. When she was in the middle of saying something, I interrupted her and said, I'm sorry, ma'am, were you speaking to me? She just replied, no. Crap, I thought to myself. I knew that I had to try something else. I asked her if Darian would be ordering with her. Then she went silent. It was not an entire minute, but she just did not say anything. After the second time of me asking her if she was still there, she let out a banshee scream. It was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. It really hurt my ears. The McDonald's microphone system is already loud, but when someone screams into it, trust me when I say that it is the most unbearable thing you can have ever experienced. I was also surprised at how long she screamed. She had one deep, loud, guttural scream going for at least 30 seconds. Now though, I was scared for my life. I also got worried that I was going to lose my job. I felt guilty for asking, like it was my fault for setting her off. In retrospect, I do not think I really did anything horrible to her. Literally, I just asked her if the person whose name she was screaming just a minute ago was going to be ordering food. I never heard this Darian character ever say anything after she screamed. It was just kind of a violent and guttural screaming. I was really taken aback for a moment. How the heck do you even respond to that? I asked her if she wanted to continue placing her order that was when she just drove away. She really floored it and drove away faster than anybody really should have. As she drove by, I saw her face looking at me through the window. It must have only been a split second that I could even see her, but I got one good look at her. She looked extremely distressed, and as if things could not get any weirder, the microphone system stopped working correctly for the rest of the night. I think she screamed loud enough to break something in it. That was hands down the weirdest thing to ever happen to me throughout any job I have ever worked. And this weird lady just disappeared after that. She stopped coming to McDonald's altogether. I asked some of the co-workers how long she had been stopping by for for her nightly visits, and they said it was for as long as they can remember, which probably meant at least a year. I felt somewhat guilty for pissing this lady off so bad, but I think it is safe to say that she probably needs some serious help. I've not worked at McDonald's in a long time, and I do not plan on never working fast food again. I just hope that wherever that lady ended up, she got the help that she desperately needed. This next story is actually a personal story of mine. Yes, Swamp Dweller. A personal Swamp Dweller story, I know. How crazy. I have told this story quite a few times on my live streams when I read live stories and do stuff like that, and I've had a lot of people request that I share it in a video. And since I was working the night shift at the time, I figured I'd share it with you guys. Now, I'm just going to tell this story straight up from my perspective, I'm not going to write it down and narrate it or anything, because I think it'll be a little bit more enjoyable this way, and, you know, it's easier just to recall the event than to make a story out of it. Anyways. I was about 19, maybe freshly 20 at the time. I had been working at Walmart for pretty much most of my working life, probably 4 or 5 years at that point. I believe I started working there sometime around 16 or so, maybe a little bit later, maybe early 17, something like that. Anyways, I at the time was an overnight support manager, and pretty much my job was just to make sure everything was running smoothly on the floor 
and that nobody was really just messing around. Now, I worked at a small Walmart, and this was in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, some Most people in that area know it as the Hendersonville Road Walmart. So there's some perspective for you guys, um, some location. It was very interesting as we had recently had a lady who I believe had schizophrenia staying in her car in our parking lot. Now, this parking lot... It's kind of it's kind of big, honestly, and it has like three or four sections. Anybody who knows the Walmart I'm talking about knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, anyways, it was a very interesting experience because she had been coming in multiple times a night over the past week or so, just kind of doing weird stuff around the store. Not exactly, you know, being a nuisance or a disturbance, but just being kind of odd. Um, this one night, though, she decided that she wanted to get a Snickers bar and use the bathroom before she was going to pay for the Snickers bar. Now, I assumed, you know, I don't really mind, especially since most people at Walmart will pay for their stuff as long as they're, you know, a lot of people will go to Walmart, they'll say, get, like, food, they'll eat it, but they'll pay for it at the end, you know, or get a drink and drink from it and pay for it at the end. So I just assumed she would pay for it when she got out of the bathroom or whatever. Well, she was in there for a long time, a very, probably 30, 45 minutes or more. Um, I'm about to send people on their lunch break, so at this point, it's just going to be me, the CSM, which is a cashier manager or customer service manager, excuse me, and um, I believe just the uh, the maintenance manager that's there with us overnight as well, and uh, everybody else is on lunch for the most part at that part at that point, and um, so I'm just checking in, making sure everything's going fine with uh, the back room, making sure that we're you know we're on schedule, we're gonna get all the stuff you know, stocked and zoned and all good for the night. And I get a call on the radio to come up front because there's some, you know, there's a customer-related issue. So I'm like, all right, I make my way up there, and I notice the lady who went to the bathroom is now at the cashier trying to pay for this chocolate, but she now seemingly has this chocolate all over her hands, and she is licking it and, and just getting it all over the place. Um, she starts freaking out when almost immediately when I ask her is if there's a problem because she's like no should there be a problem blah 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 and I asked her uh you know if she would like a napkin or something to clean her hands because it's getting the pen pad and all that dirty she wasn't paying with a pad or, or a, a card excuse me I'm stumbling over myself she wasn't paying with a card though she was paying with cash so but for whatever reason she kept like putting her fingers all over the thing you know it's like children they have to touch everything it was so weird um Eventually, she paid, and we just kept the money outside the register because it was covered in, uh, at the time, what we assumed was chocolate. Um, she smelled incredibly bad, too. It was, like, terrible, but since we knew the situation, that she had been, you know, living in a car for a short time, we understood that she probably just smelled bad because of that. So we're like, okay, we're not going to, you know, you know, kick somebody while they're down, obviously. Um, so she apparently walks outside, goes back to her car, does her thing, a few minutes later, I get a call on the radio from the maintenance manager saying that there's something I need to see in the front bathroom that she went to. Um, when I walk in there, there is a sight to be seen. There is poop on the walls, the floor, the roof, the sink, the mirror, the door, and the doorknob. There is poop everywhere except the toilet. So, what we thought was a lady eating a Snickers bar was actually her covered in her own feces and licking it off and getting it all over whatever she touched. Um, 
after this incident, we just ended up calling the police because she came in not long after that, actually, um, like screaming like a banshee, absolutely freaking out and uh, saying that we, we, we stole something from her or something like that. She said somebody took something from her car. And I have no way of knowing if somebody actually took something from her car. But she was pushing stuff off the shelves, smashing stuff and just running around the store like an absolute wild man. And it was, like I said, a sight to be seen. And eventually when the cops got there, they, they grabbed her, you know, they cuffed her, they took her to uh, what I understand is some sort of psychiatric hospital, and they towed her car. And unfortunately, I've never heard anything that ever happened to her again. My best wishes go out to her because she clearly was um, struggling with something. And I'm not going to say it was schizophrenia or anything like that that a lot of people said it was. Um, but I definitely felt bad and scared in the situation, and uh, I'm just happy that everything ended up um, somewhat okay. Thank you guys for listening to my story. I hope it was enjoyable to listen to, even though I didn't really narrate it. I kind of just told it to you like I would at a campfire. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true night shift horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. If you have a horror story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton in the YouTube algorithm. If you're listening on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this show a 5-star rating, as that helps me out a ton over there. If you guys are new to the swamp, why not join us and help us expand our ever-growing waters? Hit that subscribe button, and be sure to turn on notifications to never miss a new video. I upload them almost every single day, in all things natural and supernatural. If you'd like to support the swamp outside of hitting that like button and subscribing, maybe check out our merch store. I have everything from t-shirts to hoodies to face masks and more. I'd love to know what story tonight was your favorite in the comments down below. Also, if you could give me some feedback on the live storytelling at the end, I'd really be appreciative of that. It's something that I'm not going to do too often, but sometimes I kind of have a story that fits the topic, and I think it'd be fun to just share it kind of off-cuff. I feel like it's just a little bit more organic and interactive with you guys. A little change in pace from the typical narration. Hopefully you guys liked it, and hopefully I'll do more in the future. Thank you guys once again for supporting the swamp the way you guys do. I couldn't do this without you. I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.